welcome to Baby Tour Guide's Montessori Babies podcast. I'm your host and baby tour guide, Bianca Solorsano, and for the last decade, I have dedicated myself to helping parents, educators, and caregivers optimize baby development through a Montessori lens. This podcast is all about evolving our Montessori practice to make our time with our sweet babies easier, relaxed, and so much fun. Let's jump into it. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 27 of our Montessori Babies podcast. Today's episode is a really fun one that I think will help babies and parents alike. So today we're talking about teaching babies to clean the Montessori way. So when you think of babies and cleaning, you might be thinking, that doesn't seem developmentally appropriate, right? <laughs> I know when I first, you know, started learning about this concept, I was like, what do you mean babies clean or including them in cleaning? That doesn't make any sense, you know? And of course, I'm absolutely not saying that baby will now be in charge of cleaning or, you know, have multi-step chores or stuff like that. But that said, there are tons of things that we can do that lay an amazing foundation of inclusion and pride in their space, especially as cleaning goes. But before we jump into what those tips are, what those ideas are, I want to first read our first weekly quote for the week. So this week I have two little quotes for you, and these are some of my favorite, favorite quotes by the wonderful Dr. Montessori. In the first quote, Dr. Montessori said, the child should live in an environment of beauty. And what I've come to understand of this idea from my training, my education, my experience, is that she observed that the children thrive when there are simple beauties within the environment. And what do I mean by this? So this means things like an occasional flower vase, a piece of art at child level on the wall that, you know, the children can admire. And you may have guessed it, a clean, organized environment. So what's amazing about laying the foundations of cleaning is that it can start from a much younger age than we may initially think, which leads me to my next quote for the week, again, also by the wonderful Dr. Montessori. So she said, help me help myself. And this is probably my all-time favorite quote of hers and one that I've truly felt working with babies and toddlers because they really do start as, you know, such little dependent and adorable little beings and grow into these just empowered, you know, fully capable tiny little humans that are, you know, joyous members of their environment. And so, you know, having worked with hundreds of babies in Montessori environments, I have seen that excitement and empowerment and just pure innate joy that comes from allowing a child to try something they're driven to do. And when they succeed at it and they have that aha moment, it is just so heartwarming to see. So the amazing thing about Montessori and in infancy is so much of the approach has to do with including baby throughout their day. So as we're meeting their needs. So this means we're offering opportunities for them to try and bring the spoon to their mouth, for example, or choose a diaper or push their leg through the pant leg 
or clean up after themselves. And this perfectly segues into our topic for today, which is laying foundations for teaching babies to clean. I first want to point out that while many of us may find cleaning, you know, more of a chore, perhaps you know, other negative sentiments around it. Although I know personally, in specific moments, I know some people who do find it quite cathartic, but babies don't yet have, you know, that perspective of what cleaning is. So that perspective of it, of, ugh, you know, I don't like this, that's more of a learned view, right? So as they enter the world, the number one way that they're going to learn to take pride in their space is, I am sure you guessed it, modeling. You hear me say this a lot, but modeling is everything when it comes to how our babies are learning about their environment and learning about who they are to their space. And so modeling is everything. Therefore, when it comes to laying this foundation of pride in their environment, so taking pride in their space, the biggest thing we can do is show them how. So when we clean up after ourselves or baby, remember that, you know, slowing down maybe taking a breath or two if it's a hectic moment, which I know happened throughout the day, and even talking to them about what you're doing. All of those things are so amazing as they're learning about who they are to their environment, what you're doing, you know, how you're contributing to it, all of that. And that info leads me to my next point, which is to get them involved as much as possible as developmentally appropriate. So for example, if you're practicing drinking from an open cup and baby wants to do it by themselves, but baby spills, for example, that's okay and fully normal as they learn. <laughs> it's a messy process, but it is so worth it. But, you know, say you have a rag or a washcloth ready so you can model how to wipe up the spill and then let them try again. And then say they reach for that rag. Let them try, you know, let them try to wipe it up by themselves. It might look like a little squish of the rag or washcloth initially, or maybe they just kind of move it around side to side. But, you know, that's that's laying that foundation of wiping it up. And you can talk to them, oh, you wiped it up, you know, so you're sports casting as you're doing it. And so they're getting the language to the action. And this type of thing can really be applied to any moment throughout your day. So where you're together and something needs to be wiped, or, you know, cleaned or something like that. If they're trying to get involved and it's not too complicated, then offering them, you know, a developmentally appropriate opportunity is just so wonderful. Which leads me to my next point, which is the developmentally appropriate piece is essential too. Because while my previous example works wonders for sitting and cruising and crawling babies, so the wiping up the spill, that kind of thing, if you have a walking baby, you can have baby do things like throw things in the trash when you're throwing things away that, you know, or pieces of food that dropped on the floor or something along those lines, or carry a material back to their shelf, place books back in their bookshelf, and so on. And now for a quick message from our sponsor. One thing I can promise all of you is that I will only ever promote products that I have tried and tested within my years of experience within the Montessori world. And that's why I am so excited to announce the Montessori Babies podcast partnership with Easy Peasy. So Easy Peasy provides all the feeding gear you need for baby's first bites and sips all the way to feeding independence. Each collection is designed for a different developmental stage. 
The tiny collection is for infants, their mini collection is for toddlers, and the happy collection is for preschoolers. Easy Peasy products are made from 100% food grade silicone and they come in muted colors such as sage and blush, other gorgeous colors like lime and coral, and some Montessori colors like blue and gray. Head on over to easypeasyfun.com to check out the developmental benefits and safety features of each product. And be sure to use the code MONTESSORIBABIES10 for 10% off at checkout. Thank you so much to Easy Peasy for sponsoring our Montessori Babies podcast. And now back to our show. And what's so amazing, there's this point in development where it's right around when they start to walk. It's typically, depending on the child, but typically between that 12 to 15 month range where they're new toddlers in the eyes of Montessori, so the walking child, but they are just so interested and want to do everything that we are doing, that the adult is doing. And so it's just this really amazing moment to include them and to incorporate them in their daily activities. And they're newly physically developmentally capable And so, and these moments where we're slowing down and we're including them, they're also helping things, you know, like their, their motor, their concentration, they're helping things like language as we're talking to them about what they're doing. So these are really hitting, you know, lots of areas of development and we're doing something as simple as slowing down and including our babies and something we would otherwise be doing. And in those moments where we are including them, It's so wonderful to see how joyful our babies are when they're included and empowered within the process and treated like, you know, members of their community. And of course, they're tiny and adorable. And, you know, your inner self is just really jumping with joy when they do something successfully. And, you know, you get to witness it. It's sincerely so wonderful. But including them in these processes is just so wonderful for for their development and and a really easy way to start incorporating Montessori throughout your day. So speaking of the community piece, so speaking of, you know, treating them like members of their community, I, of course, have to talk about the Montessori toys and materials. So my next point is, when you introduce a new toy or material, make the cleaning a part of the lesson or the introduction. So if you have a Montessori shelf, for example, you'll basically want to rotate new materials in every so often. And it's helpful if they have a purposeful space on the shelf to begin with. So if the material has a purposeful space, that way they know where it goes. So when you show your baby how to do the material, when you introduce it, when they're driven to it or give them the lesson, at the end of the lesson, you can include placing the material back on the shelf, of course, as developmentally appropriate. So, and I say as developmentally appropriate because infancy itself And this is one of the reasons I love infancy, but infancy itself has such a huge range of development, right? They go from non-mobile to working on their tummy and strengthening all those muscles to pushing back. And then eventually they're slithering a little bit forward. And then eventually they're sitting and they're pushing back to that sit. And then eventually they're pulling up to a stand and they're moving everywhere. They're crawling. And then, you know, they're starting to cruise and then they're starting to walk and throughout this whole process they have different developmental capabilities right and so we don't want to offer something that's like here go throw this in the trash when they're uh, you know newly crawling baby that wouldn't be appropriate but for a walking baby that would so that's just what I mean by consider 
the developmental appropriateness of what we're asking them to do. And the way to, you know, really hone in on where your baby's at is through Montessori observation. So use your observation tools, you know, slow down, reflect on where your baby is, because there's one, they're usually a lot more capable than we think, <laughs> but two, we don't want to offer something that's that's out of their range. So anyway, back to the Montessori materials. So say we're offering the lesson or showing our baby how to do this new material, and then at the end of the lesson, we include placing the material back on the shelf. So because we're doing this, we're laying a foundation for cleaning up as the material or toy is introduced. So we're showing them that this is a part of working with this toy or material. And of course, if your child loves to explore the materials and didn't, you know, include the putting it back step quite yet, because it does take them some time to, you know, start incorporating that, you can include them in the cleaning up process as you guide them. So basically, when you go to place the materials back on the shelf every so often throughout the day, you can include them in it, again, as developmentally appropriate but definitely talking to them about what you're doing, slowing down so they can observe you and include them as much as possible is amazing for laying that foundation. And I would definitely recommend to take into consideration what they're capable of and then allow them to take charge of that cleanup moment because it's really, really empowering for them too. They love getting involved in the things that we would otherwise be doing. So that leads me into my final point, which is just more of a tip and that is to slow down as much as possible during your day. I know life with baby or babies is so fast-paced, and if you have multiple children to care for, it's, you know, all the faster. But whenever you can, try slowing down because you may find moments to include baby that are going to be amazing for them that you may not have otherwise recognized. So, you know, if we're starting to if we fold laundry really, really fast to try to get it done and out of the way so we can work with them on their Montessori materials, for example, slowing down in that moment and actually including baby in that process is a Montessori lesson. It is something that, you know, I was taught to do. I included babies in, you know, in the Nido, my walking babies. So, you know, they would help me place everything back in the basket after I folded it and, you know, with my older, older babies. So I would have them, you know, roll up the washcloths and place it in my washcloth basket and stuff like that. So when we slow down, we can find moments that they actually can be a part of. And it's really lovely. So I would definitely recommend just seeing if there are moments that you can include baby as much as possible because, you know, I would just will say in infancy, it's so much about just starting to include them in their day-to-day -day processes as they grow. And that's about it. So I want to give a giant warm shout out to our Montessori Babies Patreon members. I'm having so, so much fun getting to know all of you, and I'm so grateful to be an extra support for your Montessori journeys. So for those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, our Patreon page is linked below, and I would definitely suggest checking it out. I'd also like to send a huge thank you to our amazing sponsor, Easy Peasy. They have tons of infant feeding products specially formulated by a pediatric feeding specialist to support baby on their way to feeding independence. I have their website, easypeasyfun.com, linked below, and you can use the code MONTESSORIBABIES10 at checkout for 10% off your order.
And then lastly, to all the parents and educators and caregivers in our community, you're all so amazing. I know you do a million wonderful tiny things every day and just know that you're seen and so appreciated by me and everyone in this community. And that's about it. Thanks for listening to episode 27 of our Montessori Babies podcast, and I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye. Hey, it's Bianca, your baby tour guide here, hopping back in to say thank you again for listening to this episode of Montessori Babies. If you'd like to support your baby's earliest and most important years the Montessori way, I have a totally free masterclass that teaches the six essential steps to begin Montessori with your baby that gives you the exact, seldomly spoken about steps that I created after over a decade working with Montessori babies, families, and caregivers. You can register via the link in our show notes or in my bio on Instagram at babytourguide. Also, if you're enjoying my podcast, I would absolutely love if you'd leave a review to help other parents and caregivers find and join our community. Thanks again for listening to Monastery Babies, and I'll catch you in our next episode. Bye!